This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. The first one is the Sefarnu. It says, They rushed him, so to speak, from the bar. So obviously he's trying to get a sense of what is, what is, what is it telling us over here. Kedera kultus Hashem shenasis k'morega. It is like all Shuas, Yeshuas Gashbach, they happen in an instant. Ke'amrei k'kroi v'yishos elavai. Ke'amrei lu'ami shameli. By the way, the famous Pasuk slash Chazal, Yeshuas Hashem Kerefayin, does not exist. And that's why he doesn't bring it. It's, um, it's one of those, there's, there are a few dozen quotes from Chazal and Sukim uh, that actually don't exist, and this is one of them. So he just says, "Chuas Hashem Nasus K'may Rega K'Omer K'Kroyva Yeshua Sulavai." The Kachlayan, same thing. By the way, the famous Borech Menakova Kova Gerach Menu does not say that. So not that lashon. So Gedula Shara. The Kachlayan in Mitzrayim K'Omer K'Gorshim Mitzrayim K'Amorim Zal that he speaks but takes over the Hachmit. I want to explain what's the point of it. Why does it happen that way? And so he's saying basically it's a hallmark of great Geulis, um, Yosef Atzadik, Mitzrayim, and so on. Why does it work this way? And the answer is because the, um, there are two types of processes. Um, there is a process like that's evolutionary, things slowly evolve, that's a normal course of history and a normal course of events that things change. And then there are things that are sort of revolutionary and all of a sudden something happens. The normal um, process of life is evolutionary. Things gradually happen, there's cause and effect and cause and effect and cause and effect and so on. But um, the, the uh, the, the Yeshua's of HaKadosh Baruch with those uh, that are especially noticed, those that it's clear as Ashkacha are disjunct with the previous. They just happen. It, it sharpens the sense of Ashkacha. So the very, very big inyanim, like Yosef's uh, Geula and Geula's Mitzrayim, Geula's Lobo, is going to be Piso. And the Ra'al speaks a lot about this in Yitzhak's Mitzrayim, when he speaks about the chipazon in Jeff Mitzrayim, that, that the geula was the malam in Azman. I guess we're talking about the actual moment of geula, because I mean, the, the, the whole talich of Yitzhak Mitzrayim was a whole year of makos and the like. Yeah, but, but, but the makos to what was before, in other words, in, in the sense that it just ex- it, it didn't happen, in a, it could have happened the following way. Time went on, Mitzrim kind of loosened their grip on Kali Yisrael, some new slaves came, Kali Yisrael worked their way up, and so on and so forth. It happened quite suddenly, Moshe Rabbeinu came and announced, Rabbeinu said, we're moving. So, 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 so you're right, in, in as much as the Etzim Geula expressed the entire Geula, yes, it was Pesach, correct. Okay, the next one is Rabbeinu Bechaya, and he speaks a little bit about what the Chalomas were, and what the point of those Chalomas were. Um, 
the the uh, okay um Mitzrayim were believed in Kadmus, meaning Akash Baruch created the world. They didn't, they didn't think Akash Baruch knows what goes on, that Akash Baruch is Mashkiach, and as a Chalet the world. For Isadatom Becholamaisim and Asim Beshvalim, Shekulam is soon Lemikrim, without themselves, Kodesh Baruch is all. And they felt that everything in this world is part of either, it's either just occurrences, nothing, nothing that is being dictated from Lamala, uh, or uh, it's it's given over to Kofi Lechis and so on. Umetoch shayinimshach ateva chomisarafa, being that this is what he followed, kinirmas b'shmo. In other words, Paro is kind of malashna offer. Herulomina shemayim shtechalomus elu mitoch shnei yisodas akvedes shemayim va'afar. They took two of the physical yisodos. The word yisodos refers to the famous four elements that the Greeks had: was air, fire, air, water, and earth, in descending order of um, of being ethereal to being very, very physical. So he, the dreams centered around water and offer. So you see par is coming from water and shibolim coming from offer. And this 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 is alludes to hunger and and, and being full, um, which is really kind of the main gzera of Akadosh Baruch Hu. The, the um, and with the Eskal ourselves, we speak about Parnassa. Down bottom line, Parnassa is whether you're hungry or you're full. So this was meant to be a clear indication about Hashkocha. It's a teach us that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is the Mashkir Palm of Sodos. And he's the one who um, he's the one who either gives satiation or hunger. And the reason why so seven of them is seven was considered the um, the amount of planets and therefore the, the mazolos that are instrumental in running the world. Sakash Baruch is the one who brings those seven powers out. So in the dream itself, there was supposed to be, it, it's a remez, that both the natural process and the Kaddish Baruch Hu's and, and the Mazolus and the are all really doing the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Let's just uh, explain the job. If I tell you that to the lights are going to be turned on, if, if a guy comes and sees a light, a, 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 um, 
a primitive and comes and he sees lights shining. So he, he figures this, it, is, it is the nature of certain parts of the ceiling to light. But let's say I tell him tomorrow morning there will be light from 6 in the morning till 12 at night, and the day after there's not going to be any light. It's quite clear I'm controlling it. In other words, when we have a dream beforehand telling me about the, forecasting these events, that's sort of telling me the, um, it, it, it's showing that somebody's pulling the strings. And he needed to do that because Paro had made himself, had deified himself. And the reason why the dream took place in the context of the, of the river. It sort of told him that your downfall is going to be from the Nile. So the Cholom was a, a message to Paro to have Harata, and if not, the, 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 the river itself, which he claimed to be his, will turn against him, and that's how he's punished. Really? Yes. How is it that this dream would show Paro about Hashem's existence. Couldn't Paul just say, "Okay, this is what's in the this is what's in the stars." Um, I think his understanding. It's interesting. The way he seems to portray stars is they have a certain mechanical way of doing things, and uh, they're not going to um, not going to change much with whatever you do, even though they sacrifice to them and so on. I'm not sure. It's a good point. Because he again goes up. They show Yosef Yadeh Munasa Razos. Because Yosef knew this, this uh, that this was the Emun of Paro. Kafas betchilas dvar lachas Hashem elohim. Avama belad elohim. Kloma ein chavtiv sar mikochim koch elohim. Amechadish umashkiyach ayachol. Vuyanesh lom Paro kloma yitein ezer v'siyua. Kimanesh lom adam is from Hakadosh Baruch Hu and not from Hamazolos. And a person should um, put his trust and faith in Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Um, and so on, he brings Psukim. And that's why Yosef keeps, keeps mentioning Hashem's name. And, and so on, because part of the um, part of the message was to reinforce that. He attributed the activities to God, that it's not the higher beings that have this, the, 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 the power, rather so in a sense, Yosef was trying to convey that message to him that this all comes from Elohim, and it's all and Elohim is the one who created the world, and this is all coming from it. I um, 
I hear your question, Pinchas. I'm not sure how did he do that. Maybe there's another kochavim, maybe another mazalos. Um, you know, maybe this is coming from some other source of power. I mean, it, it, yes, Yosef is saying it's a lakim, but how did his understanding of lakim be different? I don't know. I, I don't see the answer here. Okay. The next piece is the Ramban. It's very interesting. The Ramban says as follows. Vayom ishal achiv they turned to each other and said, you know, we're guilty because we saw our brother suffering when he begged us. We didn't listen to him. When they accused themselves of what did they do so terribly wrong to deserve this terrible situation, they didn't focus on the sale itself, but rather on the on the not evoking any type of rachmanit. Their own brother was begging and falling before them, and they would not. Uh, have Rachmanis on him. So, it's interesting. We saw Sparno last week, etc. Sparno over there says that they didn't regret selling him. It's, it, you know, they felt they were right in the sale, but they were wrong in the cold-heartedness. Here, the Rabban says slightly differently. He says they, um, they felt that their crime was that. Why doesn't it say anything about how he begged them and so on so forth? It was obvious that that would happen. Or the person didn't want to trot out all of the bad that they had done. Um, well, that's the way it is. There. The Pasuk tells you one place, not the other. So, Ramban is saying here, very, very important, Yisrael. Even when a person, in other words, when a person decides something is right, and it may be because of Nagias, so we can fault a person, but not as strongly as when the person has become stony. Kalayasol is called Rachmanim. And it is in their nature to be moved by someone's plight. And if a person can be cold, uh, that's, a, that's a terrible, terrible indictment of the person's um, of, of the person's uh, middles. The, um, the, the selling of the brother the etzim fact that they turn against them, there was a reason for it. They had um, he plotted against them. He told stories about them. He, you know, he tried to gain upper hand. He was the favorite. The Torah itself didn't fault the act of turning against him as much as the ability to make themselves so stone-hearted and so cold-hearted that they had no um, sensitivity towards it. There's a um, 
There's a story about an Adam Gal. I don't remember who it was. Uh, Adam Gal was talking about a few hundred years ago that he had a very, very harsh son in law. His, his wife died. In other words, this, this Gal's daughter, who was this other Gal's wife, was Nifta. And she had a sister who was uh, obviously um, who was an eligible candidate to become second wife. And the father refused. And he asked him why, and he said his eulogy on the first one was too outstanding. But he felt that because it was a masterpiece, that there wasn't enough feeling. It wasn't, a person who's truly bereaved sobs and, you know, and, and, and loses himself. The ability not to lose yourself at some point becomes a, um, a, a, a question mark on a person. Um, there's a very, very, very powerful piece in a sefer called Eish Kodesh, which is the Piyasatzner Rebbe who lived in, who was in the Warsaw Ghetto and died, and uh, that, and and, um, and and he wrote his Torah there. And obviously, some of the Torah, much of dealt with suffering and what's going on. And there's a piece there towards the end where he's debating with himself is his ability to keep functioning and saying Torah and learning in the ghetto a, a sort of cold-heartedness, insensitivity to what's going around him. Now, mind you, had lost his only son, lost his wife, his, his mother-in-law, his, you know, it, it wasn't as if he hadn't personally suffered tremendously. And, and he questioned himself, very, very powerful piece, how he comes to grips with it and, and, how, and what he says. But, but the idea that a person, even if the thing, even if the, what he's doing is right, but a person's emotions should be on the side of Rachmanis. When a person has to discipline a child, a student, etc., um, sometimes you have to do it and you have to do it. But if, if there's a lack of emotion or worse, a glee of some sort, then a person really needs to check himself um, is he beseder or not. Okay, the next piece is Vayishalom l'shalom vayoma hashalom avich mazake. So this one remarked on very interesting. The word shalom in Lashon Kodesh means peace. It also means how's your health, well, how's your well-being. Now, True, maybe in the old days when everybody was enemies and peace was kind of, you know, what was like the, the general description of a person's well-being, maybe yes, mashlom um, cha. But what a person, but, but there's so many things, you know, uh, there are so many other things besides how's, how the war is going and who's fighting you and who's not fighting you. What about the health? Why isn't that asked? Why is that also included in the word shalom? This one says, "Hashalom yeshalom lachemibriyas aguf," which is today when we ask somebody, "Mashalom cha," we're not asking him who's he fighting and how the war's going. We're asking him how does he feel usually. Ki omnam habriyas yeh b'shalom afechem, v'zek eshlo yiskomem echad mafechem al afechem. This one says a, a fascinatingly insightful point. Our body is built with a very, very careful balance of really opposing 
forces. Um, for every enzyme and hormone, there's an anti-hormone. Anti uh, for instance, uh, a person has insulin, which is produced when it's prodded for sugar to, to, to digest the glucose, and it's turned off. And there's something that stops the insulin when there's too little glucose. Uh, because there is nothing in the body that's one-sided, that it's very good to have X or Y. A person's muscles are built in a way there are muscles that are pulling and pushing. There, there's, you know, different muscles whose who, who, the function of a muscle is is accomplished when you have both, you know, pulls and pushes. Uh, everything else, the, the 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 entire body has to be regulated in terms of fluid intake, fluid output, and so on. So. Any, usually a medical issue is where things become lopsided and there's nothing that stops, the, there's nothing that, that stops the insulin or nothing stops the insulin. Either one kills a person. Um, the person has a balance between <coughs> sodium and potassium. The person has all sorts of balances in his body and everything functions like that. The, 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 and, and whenever something is out of balance, it is a um, the person is in danger. That's that's where health gets affected. So it says that the the um, so the Svarna says shalom internally means that. The truth is, if you think about it, it's true across the board. A person who is emotionally healthy means that. On the one hand, let's say, let, let's get back to the example. A person connects emotionally, but he's not so sensitive that every time he connects emotionally, he's hurt by it. It requires a certain balance. People that are totally apathetic are not emotionally healthy. People that are super sensitive are not emotionally healthy. Emotional health is where a person is sensitive enough so that, you, so that in your engagement with the person you feel a response, but not so sensitive that every everything hurts. Um, through across the board, the Rambam, when he when he when he when he sort of sketches a person's middles, he talks about the balance because that is shalom. The person's ba the person's op opposing forces are at balance. The person's care concern about his welfare is balanced by his sense of giving to the other and helping the other. An imbalance of it, like Ram says, is not a good leader. It doesn't work well. Um, so that's why that's why it's called uh, shalom. The um, there's also uh, I, there's a Rabbi Nachai, I believe, in Rapa Yerape, where he speaks about the difference between refuah that comes from Hakadosh Baruch Hu to refuah that comes from uh, human beings, and he says. Because every refuah is a, um, it, it, it sort of pushes, it, it, it's a push in one direction. For instance, um, if a person takes medication for too much acid in his stomach, he, what he's doing with the medication is dampening the acid production. Many times that will lead to some problem because, and, and most medications, you have something that kills bacteria 
it kills the good bacteria as well. Th there is no medication that does not have a side effect because that's the nature of the body. When you tamper in any one direction, you are going to create some problem. Except that Kashpach, when he heals, that's when it, it's um, total. But at any rate, I just want to put out the same point of that the goof is some total of a balance of the forces and so on. Okay, now we have Rabbi Nechayat, the last piece in Bikates, um, which means that I think the first pasha we've done completely. It's a, it says, Valdero um, HaKabolah. The Pasuk says, Ve'atem alu l'sholom alavichem. And you go back in peace to your father. Why does this Pasha finish with that? Um, it's, it, 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 that they went up in peace to their father in Shemayim after they had been purified from the Avera of, um, of Saul and Yose. Now, Asaru Gemalchus is a very interesting Indian. As a, it, it's a, um, it, it's a medrash, it's, it, there's a medrash called Asaru Gemalchus. The individual stories are written up in um, in the uh, are written in different places Medrash and Gemaris they did not happen at one time as Rehai points it out they happened in different times and yet the Medrash puts it together and the Piyot both Kinnis and Yom Kippur acted out as one story in Yom Kippur you have the, the story acted out as if it is an Einish for the shoes that they sold, for the for, for Yosef that sold for shoes. It says that uh, he filled up a whole warehouse with shoes and said this is, you have to pay back for it and so on. It, if, if it seems as if the Hashkocha of the Asaru Gemalchus is connected to ten brothers of Yosef that uh, obviously we know is excluded, that, um, that, that participate in the selling him off. Akvayadata Ksonas Pasim was the beginning of it. It was a terrible Achzorius, the way they were able to um, to sort of play uh, an accident and bring it back to their father and tell him that his favorite son died. And that's why they got an onesh, a physical onesh. They immediately became subjugated to Mitzrayim as soon as Joseph died. The Achazman Berugim Malchus Shnidonu Begufasam. They after in Arugim Malchus their body was killed. Ki Haguf Kutonis Lanefesh. So he says a remarkable statement here. The Shibud Mitzrayim was very very uh, was was a a fitting punishment because they sold him as an Evet and they became Avodim. But they said they also dipped his garment in blood 
and that was she was cool. Like they 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 framed the whole murder scene and just to just to 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 get him out of the way in a sense. That way his father wouldn't look for him and so on. Um, so he says um, that they were punished by Asarug and Malchus because the goof of Klal is like a coat for the nefesh. So the Asarug and Malchus were really the goof, the kasinus pasim of Klal Yisrael with Asarug and Malchus. Valkaita Parashazut says ten times the word Hanoshim. Elements of Asarug and Malchus. And then it lifts all the time it says the word Anashim. And these are all the Asarug and Malchus. If these are the ten people that are that represent the Hakrav of Kal Yisrael, that David says about them, says historically, then at the same time there wasn't one Iqzadin. There's a tzirup, chazala mitzarev tahashkocha, that these ten people that died in a period of tens of years, they all came from one shorish, um, the, the, the selling uh, Yosef. It's, it's extraordinary. I, I, I want to understand the, a little bit of an omic in this. We understand that Kashbrok was vengeful and that um, 2,000 da- years down the pike, he decides, not, not quite 2,000, but he decides to, uh, to to take revenge on something that happened so long before. That's not the right way to look at it. The right way to look at it is, Klaal as a Klaal exists in four dimensions. And just like a, a, a person himself, his door, and in the door itself, you it, start it to Klaal Yisrael. Klaal Yisrael Generations of Kali Yisrael are mitzvahed to one uh, unit, and therefore the Gaon says about he speaks about where our door is, but different. So when Baruch Hashkocha chooses to be pegei and X Y Z today, it's not that it's a thousand years later, or fifteen years later, or whatever. It's sort of it's one hemshech of Knesset Yisrael. And therefore, this, these are these gedolim, are the ksenes pasim of Kalal Yisrael that sold Yosef down. That's 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 the flavor of what he's saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay.